Welcome to the Slob Sisters podcast, the show that explores the realistic art of modern homemaking, all of its challenges, and all of the rewards. I'm Steph, a YouTuber, stay-at-home mom, former slob, and absolute survivor fanatic. And with me is my co-host and sister, Jill. Hey everyone, I'm Jill, camping enthusiast and reality TV junkie. And I like how we both picked that. Yeah, not just TV survivor. Thing. I like like the ultimate trash when it comes to reality TV. <laughs> yeah, you do. You even have like whole friend groups that revolve around The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I cannot wait to dive into our topic today because it is super trendy and you know, that's us, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and everyone's talking about it right now. Before we get into it though, let's begin first with our weekly progress report. Something we've been doing since about the second episode, just talking about something we got done this week that was a little bit of progress in our lives. Uh, sure. Yeah. So as I mentioned last week for whoever listened to our podcast, I talked about how I wanted to start the habit of cleaning out my car. Oh, if you, okay, I got to stop you. If you did not listen to the podcast last week, you need to go back and listen about Jill's car. It's like in the second half, but all right, tell us what you did. It's bad. Well, to kind of get started on my like cleaning the car out regularly, I had to do like one major clean. And yeah. we also went on a road trip. I just arrived in our hometown. I'm at my dad's house right now. So I was like, I got to get my car done. And I'm not kidding you. There was like an entire family's worth of like dirty dishes in my car. Oh, and no. it was it was actually like impressive how much stuff like we could have lived for a year on like what was in my car so I cleaned it out it took a long time it looked like I was having a garage sale in my driveway while I was like pulling you should have you obviously don't even care about those things (laughs) just Just sell your stuff as you clean it out (laughs) this was not sellable stuff let me just be clear here (laughs) yeah anyways so I conquered that it felt really good but then it was disappointing because when I got when I got to our dad's house he opened the door and was like oh it's messy in here and I was like come on oh man oh progress right it's not perfect I will admit that but it's better so progress I'm proud of you and I'm I know I did share that section of the podcast even with my husband because I was like you gotta hear this (laughs) he was like classic woodwork special (laughs) he just yeah. yeah, if anybody saw her mom's car growing up, you would not be surprised. <laughs> oh, I know. Until she got a really fancy car and now she keeps it really clean. Yeah, maybe that's what I need. Yeah, you just need a super fancy mm-hmm. luxury vehicle. Luxury car. Yeah. What about you this week, <laughs> Steph? What'd you get done? Okay, so this week I have had sick children all week. I was sick last week and then they all caught a cold from me. And so my progress this week was I did a whole bunch of spring cleaning, which is also what we talked about last week. I just kind of got in all the nooks and crannies, cleaned a bunch of stuff. I will say I skipped a few things that we are like 100% demolishing in like two weeks from now but just kind of got a bunch of stuff cleaned out of my room and got my kids rooms really cleaned up and gave away a bunch of kids clothes to friends and so it just kind of did a really big spring clean and it feels awesome nice and I did get acknowledged and my husband came home and was like wow it's so clean in here so I well, did get some and like in the coming weeks when you see something dirty instead of cleaning you can just like smash it instead and be like well I'm gonna demo this it's dirty <laughs> that's right no need to clean these baseboards may as well just burn them yeah exactly <laughs> awesome okay I love doing the progress support it's been really great for developing some accountability because I always have to think of something I've made progress on so I always try to make progress on something and I love hearing what you've been up to as well yeah I agree I think it's awesome we touch on that every week yeah okay so let's dive into today's topic and it goes hand in hand 
with me throwing things away and you cleaning your car out. Minimalism and going minimalist. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking forward to today's topic because minimalism has been popping up everywhere with different YouTubers, blogs, Netflix series, and documentaries. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, it was once seen as completely outlandish and strange and kind of like just a thing for weirdos minimalism is now not only very accepted but it is extremely popular and people are very much striving towards this lifestyle yeah and I think we need to point out that we were raised by a minimalist and yeah not when it was cool and <laughs> no <laughs> it's funny because I knew we were going to do this podcast today and our and who it is is our dad he's always been a minimalist like to the extreme and a good example is we met at the swimming pool when I just got into town here and he had for his towel a dishcloth and not like yeah not a hand like not like a face cloth like it looks like he did his dishes yesterday with it and like <laughs> dried it out like and not like a tea towel like a six by six inch dish towel as his oh, like, like thing to dry cloth. himself off and I was like yeah oh. all right yeah okay <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's just like, I mean, other people would be like astonished, but that's like a standard procedure. I mean, I, I guess I got to just tell this really quick story because yeah, we went camping about 10 years ago and I was coming from Calgary and he was going to meet me out on the coast and I, he's like, I'll bring everything, just bring your clothes. I'm like, are you sure? Like, do I need a towel? We're back to the towel. <laughs> no, no. And then we like make dinner and I'm cleaning up. I'm like, do you have a dish towel I can dry these dishes with? And he goes and gets a bath towel and rips it in half and then rips it in half again and gives me a quarter of it. And I was like, please tell me that's not the only towel we have he's like well yeah but you can have the bigger half so I got <laughs> so your one towel you have to use for dishes drying yourself yeah. no I got a half a towel and he took a quarter towel and then we used a quarter towel for dishes <laughs> I was like and I was like 22 so I was like really angry about yeah, it. I, remember I think I went I think I went and bought my own towel <laughs> I was so mad oh, I'm like man. use it I didn't have to bring anything it's yeah like, you don't. It's I mean great. We've, not a problem we've gotten on his case so much but who knows he was on to something i mean yeah now he's trendy <laughs> exactly and i mean well i don't know about the dishcloth thing but moving past that but what i'm wondering is have we kind of passed by like that over purchasing and materialism era and now people are kind of starting to see the value in quality over quantity do you think so i don't know if i would go that far because the malls are still packed amazon is booming and i do think materialism is still way too prevalent but i do agree that people are starting to think about it and maybe consider a little bit more about what they're keeping in their homes. I think people want to be minimalist. So there's that idea is there, but in practice, well, I don't think we're quite there yet. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think people are thinking about going that way, but I think society is still buying, buying, buying and filling their homes with stuff. Yeah. So let's first discuss what minimalism actually is. Yeah. The definition of minimalism is actually derived from an arts and theater term as a style or technique unique as in music literature design so it's characterized by extreme sparseness and simplicity so when you call a person a minimalist basically we're describing that they like to keep things really simple and own as minimal things as possible yeah and i think it's promoting 
that you value the things that you do have in your life and kind of removing all those extras. Yeah. And I think a big misconception is that minimalism means like owning nothing, you know, wearing the same one shirt every day, using a dish towel as a tea (laughs) towel, as a bath towel, as your swimming towel. But I think it's more just owning the exact number of things that you need and value and truly cherish and not having all that extra stuff that so many of us have closets and backpacks and bags and boxes of. Yeah, some so someone who keeps the necessities and not really much more and and things that they cherish and love. Yeah, definitely. I think that covers it. I think the term is also used a lot more loosely now where people are on a spectrum of minimalism. You know, we do really have everything from people living in those tiny houses where you are forced to be minimalist to people who, you know, kind of have been able to pare down their stuff and really feel like they're enjoying their space and not living amongst a bunch of clutter. So I think we should assess how minimal we think we are. How minimal are you, Jill? Like on a scale of one to 10. Okay, so yeah, if the scale is one to 10, 10 being like the most most minimal. I would say I'm like a six or seven. Um, what? Really? I, I do. I mean, I try and keep my house simple and not overpack my life with things, but I enjoy like a good deal or a thrift store find. And I do find it hard to bring things into my house. And I do you find f- hard to bring things into your house. I find it hard to resist bringing new things into my house, oh. even if I don't need them. But I don't have a hard time getting rid of things like at all. It's almost like a fault of mine. I'm like an over declutterer. Like if if my kids like put something like a toy down to go to the washroom, I'm like, oh, well, we're not using this. Got to get rid of it. <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, like, do you think six and seven, do you think that's too high or too low for me? Well, I guess I just always think of you as going to your, like, you love going to those home shows, like trade shows, yeah, and you always come home with some bizarre <laughs> kitchen gadget, and you always gift them to us, too. Yeah, so I know, like, but this is what I'm those saying. Are, I don't I guess in my mind, those are the ultimate clutter items, like these, like, one-purpose crazy little items but I feel like I mean six yeah six is fair you're not you're not a clutter you don't have like hordes of stuff I'm trying to explain myself here I I think like the amount of stuff I bring into my house is a lot I like purge constantly so even though I'm bringing a lot in I'm also like taking out equal amounts so I'm like recycling my items a lot okay that's fair yeah (laughs) so what about you okay so on a scale of one to ten oh man I don't Oh, I think I'm a, I guess I would say a, yeah, five or a six. I've been working to get that number higher. I do think the stuff that's in my immediate vicinity, like my kitchen is definitely minimalist. It's exactly what I need. I don't have extra stuff when I try to declutter. The only thing I can get rid of are like a few spare Tupperware lids because I literally use every single thing very regularly. But one thing I do sometimes is I'll pack stuff up into boxes. And so we have quite a bit of stuff in storage Mm. that I don't think gets enough attention. And I do because I'm homeschooling keep a lot of like maybe we'll use these craft supplies on hand which if I don't keep them organized get out of control really fast but in terms of like clutter and decor yeah I mean I give myself a five or six but I'm sure some people would think it was higher or say it was higher yeah you mean lower because I would think oh, you yeah. were like a four if I'm being honest no I mean you've got okay. so many toys have you been in your basement lately <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> there's a I lot of toys okay but I personally I know okay, you're right so, I, so I, your I children are not minimalist but you are are excellent that makes sense you're you're (laughs) blaming your two-year-old on all of your clutter I like that (laughs) I know and it's funny because I thought I was doing really good and then you and mom came to visit and you both independently said to me that my house seemed really cluttered and I was like a little bit devastated because I've been working on it so hard and so I said to my husband I'm like what do I do what am I doing wrong he's like yeah it's pretty cluttered I'm like 
oh no, like everything I'm working towards. So I feel like, you know, obviously things are really out of place too in this house because things don't have a home because we're building a home for them. So I'm going to give myself a break for now. But once the house is finished and renovated, like no holds bar, everything's going. Yeah, bomb fire, bomb fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't a want nice you to come back. Plastic toy bonfire. <laughs> yeah, toxic air bonfire. Oh, oh anyways. Okay, fine. Somewhere between four and six. Okay, we'll go with a four. So why is <laughs> everyone all of a sudden so interested in this way of living do you think like when I was doing reading on this it seemed like millennials are really getting into this and the stats show the majority would rather spend their money on experiences than stuff which is a huge shift from the mindset of our generation and our parents generation I think don't you yeah I definitely do I don't think our parents parents generation filled their homes with so much stuff I think it kind of just happened in this last generation where things didn't last the way they did so you would be buying multiples of things right like we all have like six cameras that have broken but we kind of hang on yeah and we don't repair things anymore either and we don't repair things like we used to I also think people have realized that filling your home and life with stuff creates not so a peaceful of space and it's kind of frankly chaotic and they're realizing that and I think more it's just that the value of stuff has gone down a little bit yeah I mean I 100% agree I know for myself when I've got things falling out of closets and like drawers busting with knickknacks and toys everywhere I just feel like this like constant weight on my shoulders I can't relax when I've got stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's funny because I look at stuff in my house and it feels like clutter, but the way that marketing is right now and social media and everything, oh man, I go out to the stores and some things I'm like, I must have this in my house to make it look like this and this and that. And so it's really easy to bring new things in. And I think that's probably the biggest thing isn't so much like people are wanting to have a lot of stuff it's just you see a new shiny new thing and it's been marketed just so to appeal to you and you want to bring it into your house and then before you know it you have all these shiny new things that are just dull and dusty and not so shiny anymore yeah absolutely I mean advertisers know how to make us feel like we need something we don't just want it we can't sleep on it we need it now and things are so easy to get now like I can be out for dinner with my friends and I'm like "Ooh, I like that and I just like go on my phone 30 seconds later it's gonna you know I've ordered it's gonna be on its way and at my house the next day it's just it's too easy to buy things now totally yeah I agree and I think it just it seems so fun and awesome and I do I do know like a lot of it is that extra little hit of dopamine that can replace some of our kind of sad feelings in our life buying things and but what you don't realize is that all that stuff has to find a place in your home yeah it's just gonna run out of space eventually yeah I agree I mean it seems so fun at the beginning and I'm really guilty for that especially when it comes to a good deal I love a good deal I'm very excited about a good deal and you know what happens to that thing that I bought for a good deal? It's at the thrift store a few months later. So it's really hard to kind of get that mindset of what do I need? You know, finding things that I really love and that I'll cherish and have long term. Yeah. And I think like, again, going back to our dad, he's always been a minimalist and we used to think it was weird and annoying, but you know, look at him now. He's so hip with the times. (laughs) And also I want to point out how much we were able to do as kids. Like our dad only had to work like six months of the year because we weren't spending money on all this stuff. And we went on all these vacations. Like he really always focused on 
you know, experiences and trips and things like that. But we never had brand new clothes. Well, I mean, not never, but we often bought clothes from the thrift store. We always had a used vehicle. We always had to budget and kind of decide what we were going to do. And sometimes I felt like embarrassed when I was a kid, but now I'm like, that was amazing. We had the greatest childhood ever. Yeah, I completely agree. He definitely prioritized spending time with us over working more to get more stuff. And I agree. Sometimes it was hard. And I mean, I got a job at a grocery store when I was 13 because I I wanted to buy myself new clothes. You know, is that such a bad thing? I got to kind of see what it was like, how much you actually have to work to buy that like $60 pair of jeans. For me working at the grocery store, that's an entire day's work. And you know, I was thinking very hard about every purchase I was making after I had my job. Oh yeah, definitely. And do you remember like it was time to buy new clothes? He would ask us what we wanted. We had to like bring forward basically like a proposal with all the (laughs) items we wanted to have. And then we'd decide how much money we needed for them. And then he'd give us that money. Like, don't think we went without, but... We did not go with extra. No. And I think we were all the better for it. Yeah, I agree. So let's look at some of the benefits of going more minimalist. Like, I know we both kind of did some research on this. So what did you find out? Like, what do you think are some of the main reasons why someone would want to move towards this lifestyle? Well, I think we just discussed it. Minimalism is a huge way that you can eliminate some of your debt and even better prevent debt, right? Like we talked about our dad. He worked six months of the year at not a very high paying job either, but because we were minimalist, because we didn't overpurchase, we were able to have these incredible lives with all this free time and did all these fun things. So it's just an incredible way to save money and make your dollars go so much further. Yeah, I agree. And like we also mentioned, like living with less allows you to find more gratitude in the things that you do have you know buying a sweater from a boutique that you saw and was so expensive and maybe it was hard to buy but like when I buy a piece of clothing that is made with like amazing fabrics and is made so well and it fits so nice I feel so good when I wear it as opposed to like the fast fashion item I get at H&M which you know the threads are hanging out and stuff like that I think it makes such a difference when you you know have that gratitude in the items that you have. Yeah, I think so. And like you touched on a little bit there, from an environmental perspective, you're reducing your consumption, you're producing less waste, you know, generally just not adding to the problem of things like fast fashion and these non-repairable goods. There's a term for it. I think in Europe, they're banning it now, like things have to be repairable. And so there's just so many kind of worldly impacts to being a minimalist. Yeah, I mean, we both bought an, an item that you know, if you ever put it in the washing machine, that's it, it's done. <laughs> And really just all this extra stuff like we're talking about, it plays such a huge role in having more anxiety and stress. And, you know, probably the worst of all is it makes cleaning up and taking care of your home so much harder to do when it's full of clutter. So if you minimalize, pare down to the things you love, not only is your home going to be a place you love and want to be, it's so much easier to clean. Yeah, I mean, we touch on this all the time. And the original Fly Lady, I think it's a quote of hers that you cannot clean clutter. Yeah. Because if you've ever tried to clean a room that's just full of stuff, you can't even wipe a shelf because there's just stuff falling everywhere. You're tripping over boxes. I can honestly say there is not much that your life is not going to benefit by buying a little bit less stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think some people could maybe struggle at the beginning letting go of things during that decluttering phase. It might be stressful, you know, 
maybe someone's life has kind of revolved around shopping. I know a few people who I would consider shopping addicts. So that would be a hard switch to make. But Mm -hmm. I think as we've pointed out, there's so many reasons why it'd be worth it. Yeah. And I think too, people who are shopping addicts are addicted to bringing something new home. They're not addicted to having these things in their home. And a lot of the reason people don't want to throw stuff away is because of that guilt around money they've spent or a gift that someone's given them. It's not necessarily that they actually want to keep the thing in their house. There's just some extra guilt around it for some other reason. Yeah, the gifts thing is hard. I know you don't have that problem as I've seen many of the gifts I've given you go out the door, but sometimes I do because I think like, oh, this person thought about it. They've got this for my daughter's birthday. But then I have to think like, you know, if I got something for someone's kid and they used it for a while and then passed it on to someone else, that's great. I mean, that's just kind of life. You never want your gift to be a burden to someone else. That's not the intention of a gift. No, exactly. Okay, so yeah, definitely people could struggle emotionally letting go of things. I do think it's a muscle you have to learn to flex and it gets better. But is there any other negatives you can think of when going minimal? I mean, maybe it would be hard if you kind of go overboard, you become obsessed. Maybe some people in your house might not kind of be on the same page as you, which would make it very hard. I mean, I would say, I don't know, because I was only two years old, but do you think this minimalism, because our mother is the exact opposite of our dad, would that play a role? They're divorced. Because looking at them, I think, how were they ever a couple? It's very confusing. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, I think that they were probably more like that when they were younger and then as they got older and had kids our mom wanted to have some more stuff because like when we say our dad's a minimalist like it was extreme it was even annoying to us as children sometimes we really like I mean a half a towel come on (laughs) I think she wanted to have a few more comforts and he was like still wanted to be kind of minimalist kind of that hippie 70s lifestyle and there was probably some conflict there I'm sure there was more to it than that and we don't have to get into our parents divorce (laughs) on here but yes they are very different and I could see it causing a lot of tension well financially as well right I Mm -hmm. mean oh yeah for sure I know our mom would go shopping for clothes that were perfectly reasonable and dad would just like fall on the floor like what (laughs) what did you buy right like because people just don't see eye to eye when it comes to those things yeah I agree funnily enough I well my husband now he's a little bit like our dad he has really nice clothes that he wears to work but he literally comes home takes them off and wears the same clothes (gasps) almost every single day it's very impressive like I feel like if you had a photo album you could like pretend it was just all the same day because he's always in the exact same outfit (laughs) I know and I'm always like your shirts are falling apart he's like well you haven't bought me a new one like I bought you that one before we were married like (laughs) oh I didn't realize this is my job yeah don't forget your yearly t-shirt stuff (laughs) my yearly more like decade he has a shirt that he has had since he was 12 that he still wears that's good that's good (laughs) all right so if people are wanting to kind of get into this where do you think they should start like what are your tips for someone listening to this that is like you know what maybe this is something I need to think about okay I'm a little bit self-conscious about giving tips now that you rated me a four on the minimalism scale (laughs) but yeah okay yes right my children are not minimalist but from a minimalist perspective my own let's just say it starts with decluttering and starting small it is exciting you look at this life you're like oh my goodness look how simple this is it's exciting to want to dive in with two feet but like we always say that motivation and excitement will die down so slow and steady is the key it's not going to happen overnight focus on one room or even just one drawer or one shelf at a time and I always like to say go through it 
multiple times. Yeah. And I think that kind of comes into play when our second tip is having a plan. So, you know, yeah. going through a couple times, maybe using a checklist and plan what's most important to tackle first. When I was looking up kind of some people's tips on this, a lot of them said to go to areas that are visible first. So maybe like your living room, places where you actually, you know, spend a lot of time and then kind of get to those hidden areas after. I don't know if I agree because at the beginning you kind of have all that motivation so maybe tackle an area that really bothers you first because that's when you're going to have the most energy the most motivation to kind of get done first yeah and I also like to say tackle an area that's going to have a high proportion of garbage because that's a really easy way to practice decluttering so I'm talking about like paperwork you know, if you go through your paperwork, you're going to find 90% of it is literal garbage, stuff you don't even have to think about. It might be flyers or old expired things. So stuff you can throw away or like your junk drawer. You're not going to be sentimental about a couple of elastic bands, hopefully. So things you can throw away easily, your pantry, expired food, oh, or yeah, food that you can donate, one. you know, just stuff that doesn't have any sentimental value. It's all about practice and practice getting good at it until you kind of get on a roll and then you're just, you know, throwing out grandma's china and <laughs> chucking all those special things. This, so really this wedding ring is taking up too much space on my hand. <laughs> this wedding ring is so heavy on my hand. No. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we could go into decluttering forever and we actually have done an entire episode on it so if you kind of want to you know get started episode nine of our podcast is all about decluttering and also Steph on your youtube the secret slob you share a ton of tips on decluttering it is always one of the most popular topics so you know for anyone listening who really wants to start tackling their clutter maybe check out one of those areas great point but the first tip to going minimalism is of course throwing away the stuff you already have that you don't need but then we have to get into how to maintain this and this is where we really have to change that behavior of over purchasing and resisting the temptation to buy more it can be hard to buy fewer things in an age that's constantly persuading you to buy things through advertising so what's some ways that you can give people to stop purchasing i think you can replace buying things with buying experiences and I know for birthday parties and when I go to birthday parties I'm trying to buy people movie gift cards or you know a pass to a play place and I try and ask for those things in return because you know those gifts and toys can add up but for myself I'm just staying away from the places that I know I can't resist purchasing things I don't yeah. go to the thrift don't store as much in the first place <laughs> because yeah. I cannot resist like seeing something that I never even knew I needed but for some reason all of a sudden if I don't have it I like can't go on so I'm avoiding the mall I'm avoiding the thrift store because I'm really trying to work on this part of you know my life not bringing stuff in so much totally I think for me a big one was like cutting down on my Instagram time because when I see people wearing certain outfits I want to buy stuff and purchasing clothes online for me is almost always a major failure even though I'm like so confident this thing's gonna fit it never does and it's just always just a total waste of money I don't really have the time to return things so I just end up with extra clothes and stuff and just like you my favorite place to go shopping is garage sales and it's garage sale season and I have been pretty good at resisting we did go last weekend my friend and I it's kind of like our fun thing we do on Friday afternoons but I'm trying to resist because yeah I'm just gonna bring in a bunch of stuff I don't need especially now when I have to pack it all up again okay do you know what they're doing in our hometown right now where I am right now this weekend tomorrow I'm terrified because the whole town has organized a put things on your curb for free day like oh yeah <laughs> talk about a disaster waiting to happen for me like our dad was like I'm not even gonna <laughs> let you out because I don't know what you're gonna come back here with 
<laughs> because yeah. it's just, oh, you know, a free thing that you didn't know you needed. And yeah, just sitting there. They ready. do that here. They do that here too. Oh, and, do uh, they? Cool. Yeah. I think it's the weekend after the long weekend here. Oh, fun. Yeah. I'm going no, to stay, I'm gonna have to stay inside all day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so right. last tip, finding your why. You see this life of minimalism. It looks amazing. Everybody's house is clean. I think for me, that's the biggest draw. But what is it? What is the reason you want to do it? Have a really clear vision of why you want this for yourself. If you are thinking of starting to live more minimally in your home, take some time to reflect on why. It's going to be you want to save money or because you want to spend more time with family. You want to have a more peaceful home. You want to have less stuff to clean up. But if you can remind yourself constantly of why you're doing this, it will motivate you to keep it up. And that's the most important thing. We can do a whole house declutter, but if we just end up filling those spaces up again with stuff we've bought, then it's kind of all for nothing. Yeah, I agree. And it's nice to see people on Instagram and stuff having these minimal homes, but you can't do it just to be like them. You need to do it for the reasons you want to and for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And with that temptation to like buy, buy, buy everywhere, really focusing on purchasing quality items so you don't have to be repurchasing and then putting thought into purchases. You know, they always used to say like, if you really want something, sleep on it. And then if you're still like, oh, I really want that, it might be something that you truly find necessary. But chances are that random t-shirt that's on sale, you'll forget what it even looked like. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we can go back to the sparking joy, which Marie Kondo always talks about. Will this spark joy? Does this add value to my life? Like you said, a cheap t-shirt, probably not. Yeah. And think about a house that's filled with things that truly spark joy in every nook and cranny. You're not opening any closet and feeling a sense of drudgery or looking you through your clothes and being like, not that, not that, not that. Everything you own is something you're thrilled to wear. You know, every piece of kitchen equipment you're cooking with is exactly perfect for you and your needs. I mean, just focusing on that in your life, you will have such an amazing and fulfilling home life to come home to. Yeah, I agree. So Steph, you always have good book recommendations. You're always reading up on all of these things. So do you have kind of some recommendations for people on this topic if they want to read more on it? We love kind of sharing our own tips and ideas, but it's nice to kind of have a variety of opinions. Definitely. So you already kind of brought it up and that is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. I read this book in 2015 in the summer. I still remember and that was the start. That was the thing that clicked everything for me and I was like, I got to get my act together. So Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Definitely check that one out. She has a couple more, but that's the basic one and it kind of gives you a huge rundown on how to do a massive declutter. And then not a book, but something that's really helped me is the YouTube channel, the minimal mom and Dawn is just incredible. She's just a mom, four kids, and they took their house from fairly cluttered to go totally minimalist, but it's also still living in a very normal way, right? They're not drying themselves off with tea towels or anything <laughs> like that, but they have exactly what they need. And her toy video, how she decluttered her kids' toys is especially inspiring. So have a look for Dawn, the minimal mom on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. And I also enjoyed the Marie Kondo Netflix series. You know, I think that got really popular. It was a couple years ago. I mean, the folding methods are so not my thing. It's, it's way overkill in my opinion for myself, but I could see for someone else that might be great, but I love how she tackled home clutter and I did find it really motivating to watch. Yeah. And I think people get really caught up in the folding part of Marie Kondo. It's more than just folding. 
but the folding is all about treating yourself with kindness and respect so I also like that and I think if you only had a few shirts that were really special to you you might actually take up the special folding well, technique. I don't know like she folds her underwear that's that's too far <laughs> yeah maybe although I do fold my towels just like she does and they look fantastic okay. all the time <laughs> well they do all right she's great we love her we do okay so I'm feeling really inspired to go throw a bunch of crap away so let's wrap this up I mean I'm at my dad's house right now so there's probably nothing to add to throw away here <laughs> he would he would notice absolutely anything I got rid of but um let's kind of wrap this up it's funny story time yes I love funny story time and today it's your turn I hope it's something as awful as I had to share last time yeah so I've switched stories from what I kind of mentioned to you because when I was driving out here a story came to mind that I have never talked about and I don't know if I'm still like mentally scarred from it I think I am because it was one of the most physically and emotionally awful events of my life and I don't think I've ever told you this and it reminded me when I was driving out here because it happened one time on the drive from Calgary out to Invermere so it was when I was newly single I was like 23 and I was going on a weekend getaway to the mountains and I had with a bunch of people and because I was you know I just left this relationship I was trying to find new friends so I was with all of these new people and it was kind of like my first you know getaway with these new friends so I had volunteered to drive my car and so I went it was one other girl and three guys and I had a crush on one of these guys and so I was all excited you know I'd been with the same person for quite a while so I was really really excited so (laughs) yeah living your best I was yes you know I was learning the single ways here so we're driving out through the mountains and we stopped you know to take a break have a bite to eat and go to the washroom but there's no outhouse so we all just kind of you know went into the woods and I crouched down took a pee done it millions of times with no issue well let me just say about 10 minutes later as we're driving down the road you know I'm feeling itchy you told me this I know this okay I'm feeling itchy and just like enough to be like huh you know odd maybe I got some like grass in my underwear so like you know another five minutes I'm feeling very like warm like heat You know, I, I'm driving, but I'm feeling really uncomfortable and I'm trying to act cool because I'm with my new friends, my crush is in the car. I can't start like <laughs> scratching my crotch at this point. It got to the point where like literally the only way you could relate to me is if you've ever had like a blowtorch held like five inches from your vagina oh, because that's no. how I felt. I haven't. I haven't. I can't relate. You can't. I must have crouched down in some sort of like poisonous bush because I had to pull over. Like it went from like zero to a hundred where I was kind of like, oh man, like kind of like wriggling my seat to like, I am going to explode. So I pulled over and I just lost it. I pulled my pants down and I grabbed a water bottle and I gave myself some sort of like water (laughs) down shower. And I didn't even care who was there watching this. And I couldn't even explain. I was sweating. It was so bad. Like, and then I was like, okay. And then I got a sock out of my suitcase and I wet that down to like put in my (laughs) pants, but I couldn't drive. And you know, my new friends were just like, what is, what well, is had you explained something was happening I said, or you, I said, all I, you was pulled over and started like watching I said like off. I have a problem like something's wrong I think I crouched in something but like you know there's never a good time in like your early 20s to like whip your pants off and start like spraying a water bottle at yourself 
It was so awful. And I couldn't drive the rest of the way because like I could not sit still. It was so uncomfortable. And then like two hours later, completely fine. So I think, okay, I think I know what it was and I can't name what the plant is now, but I too have had an incident with that. It got all over my arms and yes, it like felt like a million needles and burning. And I thought I was having this crazy allergic reaction. I thought I had to go to the hospital. And then my brother-in-law was like, oh, it's this. Yeah, that happens all the time. So yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was on my arm, which is a lot different. Not not quite as sensitive, but I mean, you've also had a private area experience with, uh, like muscle numbing gel did you know <laughs> yeah i did you thought it was that, like we can save that for another time i think <laughs> okay we'll we don't we don't need to uh you know dish the all of five, our three five story all of our china <laughs> stories in one never. day <laughs> For never. We could just save that for never. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's uh, horrible. And I like, know, it it's was. funny now, but at the time, you're probably just devastated because they're like, great. Yeah. And, <laughs> such uh, a freak. and shocker here. I never ended up, you know, going anywhere with that crush of mine. So who knows? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, you know gosh. what? If he couldn't make it through that incident, he probably wasn't the one. There you go. Exactly. So, all right, Steph. <laughs> awesome episode. I love talking about the minimalism. Yeah. It's super motivating and inspiring. Yeah, I feel a challenge coming on with this minimalism. It's not a good time for me because we're, again, moving. But maybe in the fall we can uh, dive into a little minimalism challenge. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, as I was thinking about this podcast last night, I was thinking, what can I get rid of? And there are some things I can think of that I could really, like, dig into. Yeah, and I really want to try the, like, true capsule wardrobe, like 10 items of clothing for a whole month. Uh, So there's definitely some things we can try out. Absolutely. All right, Steph. Thanks for the episode. We'll talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.